Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance home of their dreams with Rocket Mortgage. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS is brought to you by GEICO. You should have seen Mafia. He went to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, he saved 15% or more on his car insurance. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. All right, so 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. I was looking at uh, some of these games uh, in college football, just so you know, they open. These are lines that opened and moved, right? <laughs> Just some of the changes. LSU opened at 25, now laying 28 to Utah State. Penn State was laying 16 and a half, and now it's 27 and a half to Purdue. No quarterback or wide receiver. Their top two uh, offensive weapons down. Who Purdue? Yes. That's a lot of points in a, a conference game. So I, I get it. Their two best players are out. That's a problem. Uh, Iowa State was laying two and a half, now three and a half to TCU. Ohio State was laying 17 and a half, now 20 to Michigan State. The game's in Columbus, I believe. And so, I don't know uh, how you feel about Michigan State. If that game were in uh, East Lansing and I was getting 20, I'd probably uh, pounce on that number. But I think Ohio State, you know, at 17 and a half, I was going to lay it. I think that they're a very dangerous team. Yeah, Michigan State's had trouble scoring all season this year. I mean, this Ohio State uh, team scores just about every time they touch the football. I mean, I think they are, without a doubt, uh, I hate to say it, but because I'm not, like, I was not buying into Ryan Day just taking over and winning every single game like Urban Meyer does, but he's got that talent there, and he is just literally going through the motions and letting them play, right? And this Fields kid, Justin Fields, has been lighting it up, and they are, uh, you know, scoring 50, 60 points every week. They mean business. So don't think they're not – did you see what they did to Nebraska? 48-7, right? I mean, that's on the road. They put 48 on them in their – and who does that to Nebraska ever? I mean, even this Nebraska team that, you know, Frost took over a couple of years ago, right? I still don't – I've never liked their move to the Big Ten. That's just me. They should have stayed in the Big 12. I'll never change my opinion of that. And I do not agree with the governor that says they'll win a national championship and Big Ten titles under Frost. They do not look anywhere near a, a, a perennial power at all in the Big Ten. I, I mean, to tell you, it's crazy, too, because Nebraska football, to me, was so fantastic in the Big 12. You know, back in the Big 8, they were so great, right, back in the days of Tom Osborne and, and such. I mean, to tell you, they would have, like, beaten every team in the Big Ten's ass including Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan State and Michigan, right? Like, back in the day, he was winning national championships in Lincoln, and they were they could have beaten anybody, right? Now, I don't have faith on that football team literally playing anybody. Aren't they playing, like, Northwestern this week? I mean, what, are they going to barely beat them, if that? So, uh, Tulsa is getting, uh, they were getting 15 from SMU, now 13 and a half. Ole Miss was laying six and a half, now seven against Vandy. Liberty was laying four and a half, now five and a half against New Mexico State. Boise was laying 20 and a hook, now 23 to UNLV. Louisville was laying three, now BC's getting six and a half. And uh, that game's in Louisville. 
Uh, Auburn was the pick'em now minus three against Florida. Notre Dame was laying forty-four and a half now forty-five and a half against Bowling Green. I mean, didn't they play some candy-ass team a, a few weeks ago? Or who was it? New Mexico, and they put sixty-six on them. Isn't that the same thing as playing Bowling Green? Literally, it's like the spinning image. And I would think uh, New Mexico is bigger and better athletes than Bowling Green too, right? I mean, let's face facts. So what else? Western Michigan uh, getting four and a half now, one and a half against Toledo at the Glass Bowl. Ball State was getting nine, now getting five at Northern Illinois. Miami was laying eight and a half now, eight and a half now, thirteen and a half against Vatek in Miami at Hard Rock. North Carolina was laying seven and a half. Now it's ten at Bobby Dodd and uh, rambling around. Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. Hell of an engineer and I drink my whiskey clear. Uh, Colorado laying three. Now four against Arizona. I think that game's in uh, Boulder. And then Western Kentucky was a pickup. Now laying three and a half to Old D. But not me, baby. Georgia laying 22. Now 25 against Tennessee. I think the game's in Knoxville, right? So... There's all your changes in college football in terms of spread movement from the opening lines that I got at Circa in Vegas to now. Fair enough? Chris in Dallas on the ticket. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Terrell, how you doing, my man? Hey, dude. Hey, uh, yeah, I called you a couple weeks ago, man, and I was talking about the Cowboys spread. Uh, when it's 22 and a half, 23, whatever it got up to. But, right. uh, yeah, the week before I hit on that uh, four-way parlay. But, man, uh, I was wondering what you thought about this week, Cowboys versus the Packers. Um, I remember you, and I remember those games, uh, obviously. That was that 21 and a hook spread. Uh, but I think uh, – they're playing uh, the Packers at home. Listen, I saw one guy today try to sell me that, uh, you know, Zeke, he's he's destined for a huge breakout game against the Packers. You mean like that breakout dud he put up last week in New Orleans where he did absolutely nothing? Uh, I hope he doesn't. I, I think he's a great player. I, I think he's a, a phenomenal player, catching the ball, running the ball. I really love Zeke Elliott. I really do. So don't get me wrong, but... I just hope, I pray to God he doesn't turn into one of these guys, gets all the money, and just takes days off. I mean, he got all that money, now he's just like, I don't care, whatever. I don't think that's who he is. Uh, I don't actually know if I believe he's going to have this gigantic day against Green Bay. I think Green Bay was livid uh, from their performance uh, last week with their uh, defensive uh, problems. Especially against the run where the Eagles just ran the ball down their throat the entire game. And then and they beat them. Which is why... I think there's a chance he could have a big bust out game if the Packers. So you haven't think they just clean that folding. up? If they haven't cleaned it up, that's a big opportunity for him on Sunday right. to run the rock. Uh, you know, we'll see. I think that you know this is a uh, always a great game, Green Bay and Dallas, right? Every time you know Rodgers is going to show up for that one. He likes to perform at Jerry's World, and uh, I have my doubts about that Green Bay defense. I got to tell you, but I just think. Um, you know, Dallas coming off a loss in New Orleans is not the end of the world. I know everybody in Dallas thinks that the, you know, Cowboys are going to win every game they play because you're, you know, half drunk. But the fact is they're not. And uh, it's okay to lose, you know, 12-10 or whatever in New Orleans. A lot of teams are going to lose in New Orleans, right? Just like a lot of teams are going to lose in Dallas. I think Dallas is a really good team. I think they're loaded. I am pleasantly surprised, to be honest with you, how good uh, 
Witten looks. He looks like he didn't miss a beat, right? That guy's still balling and blocking and catching and producing at a high level. Uh, they're very dangerous. They have the ability to uh, do great things. I love Jalen Smith. So I think they're better than the Packers. I really do. But, you know, I, I always think you're in a game as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the field. You know, for 60 minutes, that guy's going to sling it. And that's all there is to it. But And what did you want to say about Oklahoma? Man, uh, so I was talking to my buddy this weekend, and, um, you know, he was telling me, he's like, man, I, I really feel like Jalen Hurts looks like Cam Newton. And I was like, that's, you know, his play style is pretty similar, but, uh, what do you think his chances are with the Heisman? Oh, I don't care. I, they should give him the Heisman today. There you go. Then then everybody, there you go. You got it today. You know, it's week five, and we'll start giving out all the awards now because he's had a bunch of great games against candy-ass teams, right? They're lighting up everybody, right? Are they not? Is not is Oklahoma not just ringing everybody up? They're 4-0. Now, I'll give you this. They had, you know, they played Houston, South Dakota, UCLA, and uh, Texas Tech. And when they played UCLA, where was it? At the Rose Bowl or something like that? I don't even know. They may have played that game somewhere else. But wherever, they destroyed them. Because UCLA, at that point, sucked. And I still think they have their, their issues. They've got one win, right? And they just continue to blow games. The kids should have made the little chip shot field goal on Saturday. And instead, they lost the game uh, against Arizona. That was a, a pike. And then they beat up on Texas Tech. And I just don't think they're that good. So... Uh, if you want to crown them, go ahead. And you want to give them the Heisman Trophy, go ahead. I don't, I don't, I, frankly, I don't care who wins the Heisman Trophy. I'm sure millions of people do still uh, care who wins it. I'm not one of them. Uh, give it to them. I don't care. Congratulations. That'll be every quarterback that plays at Oklahoma will get the Heisman every year. It'll be fantastic for all of you. It honestly does not have anywhere near the juice, cachet, or the luster, or the juice that it used to have. It used to be a big deal. And honestly, I feel like in the last 10 to 15 years... It's just a phony years, big deal. Nobody cares anymore. It's phony. Nobody cares who wins the Heisman. I, and no one watches that touchdown uh, thing on Saturday oh, night when awful. they give it. It's brutal. No one can even watch it. Mary Ellen in Virginia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, can I have a celebratory Guinness? Get her a Guinness. And I just have to say one thing. Slow down, Mary. I'm just having a good night. Don't don't get too drunk tonight, Mary. You'll be up all day tomorrow with a hangover. I know. I'm just ha- it's just turned from a very bleak game to a very happy. So moment. when they were losing three to one, it was the seventh inning. Were you ready? Uh, eighth inning. You're going to the eighth inning, and you're down three one. Did you think they were uh, toast? Did not look good. I was counting the out. Yeah, I was too, because I bet on the Nationals. Sweet. Yeah, that was a nice, uh, just a beautiful way to win a bet. To see that uh, that that play was just crazy. That that's a lucky uh, bet win for me. But it is what it is. That twenty year old is a sweet ball player. Who Soto? Soto. Yeah, he's sweet. Uh, you know, he's sweet because he got the hit. He would they would have said he sucks if he didn't. So well, he's a he's a good ball player. He's got a lot of potential. There's a, he's beyond potential. He's a he's got great talent. He's going to be a rock star there for many years. So yep. I, I think that's obvious. And uh, I mean, the whole thing played out funny, right? Wasn't it Zimmerman that got on? Was he not the guy that got on base running down there with the broken bat hit? Wasn't it? Uh, I mean, there was yeah. there was some strange plays in the game. They, that was very weird. Uh, you know, they actually the the Nationals actually have. 
as if it matters, played well against the Dodgers this year. Almost literally all the games were very close and identical. The numbers, the ERAs, the the one difference in the series that the Dodgers won 4-3 was the bullpen. The Nationals bullpen, uh, they had an ERA over eight, and the Dodgers ERA was around two. And so uh, their starters were around two. Their bullpen was around two. The Nats starters was around 205, and their bullpen was around 8-6-something. So their bullpen imploded in all of the games against the Dodgers, and that was when they had their big bullpen problems. So at least the Nationals have played well against the Dodgers. I uh, I think anything's possible, but I will uh, say that on, on the field even and on paper, I think the Dodgers are the better team. Yeah, but anything can happen in a short series. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen in a short series. Like, anything could have happened tonight. Like, A, you could have lost that game. You were getting your ass beat in. And B, uh, a ball bounce left of the guy's glove, and you get a three-run, uh, you know, game-winning hit, uh, which w- should have been a single. And it was a, you know, bases-clearing, game-winning hit. So you got lucky, and you're in it. And now let's see him take on the juggernaut Dodgers who have been to two straight World Series. But I think the uh, Nationals go into it now. Uh, certainly looser than they looked tonight. I did not think uh, at all that they looked loose tonight. I thought they looked terrible tonight. I thought Scherzer looked terrible tonight. I thought Strasburg looked good. And finally, their bullpen shut the door easily in the ninth. So all those things are very positive for the Nationals. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227. A couple of things. A, um... You get the podcast of this show, which is kick-ass, right? Carver High, it's like a two-hour and change, no commercials, every day. And we put it out right after the show, right after the show on uh, Twitter, at Scott Burrell, at on event CBS. It's available everywhere. You can get it wherever you want to get it. You can get it on Twitter. We put it there. You can get it on Facebook. You can get it on the Radio.com app. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it anywhere. Google Play, anywhere. No reason to not be able to listen to the show. The whole entire show, all four hours, no commercials. Clocks in around, you know, 210, 215. Boom. I mean, it's just as easy as it gets. Greatest really thing is. ever. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you about is uh, Carver High has a hockey podcast that's back in business. The ILC podcast, I think uh, the fresh uh, season episode debut is out now. Debut is out. First one today. Another one before the game Friday coming on like Thursday or somewhere around there. And then away we go. And then uh, we also have our uh, Radio.com broadcast, all four hours, uninterrupted, uh, you know, with no preemptions. Like uh, a lot of the uh, stations we're on, we get preempted for sports, play-by-play, et cetera. You don't have that problem on Radio.com or on the CBS Sports app or on the SiriusXM app or on Ask Alexa. You can say, play CBS Sports Radio and Ask Alexa will do you up. Here's the deal. All four hours, no preemptions, no hits, no runs, no errors. It's great. That's how you listen. All these people crying all the time in Boston or wherever else. How come you're not on? Blah, blah, blah. What is so hard about just getting the app for free and and downloading it on your phone and then having the show at your fingertips? Boom. It's just so easy. Stop playing around with all this worrying about why he's never on. There's a game on. Why? How come I can't listen to Pharrell? Just get the apps, and it's done. Radio.com, boom, you're done. It's it's easy. What's the problem? Ed in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hey, Pharrell. Hey, dude. Man, I just, I was, man, I did not just, I, I'm speechless, man. I'm speechless. I was just, 
I was so pissed off at first. It's because right. I I appreciate Scherzer, everything he's done for the team. This guy's won the Cy Young twice in a row. He could have won it three straight times. He's been fantastic, I mean, since he's been here. But at the end of the day, we went we won the division, we went to the playoffs before he came, and we've won the division and gone to the playoffs after he's been here. We haven't gone further really since he's been here, you know? Right. The fact there. Strasbourg is a much better pitcher in the playoffs than 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 Scherzer. One. Two, Strasbourg was I think he was the better pitcher over the whole season, even though Scherzer was great early on. But since he he, he came off uh, the DL, he's been injured, he just hasn't he just hasn't been his, himself. You know, he hasn't had a quality start in a month. And they put this guy to start uh, uh, the wild card game. Are you kidding me? When we have a guy who's so capable, who can get win us the game in Strasbourg. It's just like there's so much favoritism for, for, for um, Scherzer, like in D.C. media, with the, the team. They act, like, they act like it's the Washington Scherzers, you know, like he can do what he wants. He can, he decide, he can tell the, the, the coach when he wants to come off the mound. Are you kidding me? He's not Walter Johnson, all right? He's, he's, he's been great, but come on. Listen, bro, let's just stop. Leave. Just stop. I mean, you're just abusing this guy. He's carried your franchise, and then uh, so he got injured, and he's been bad since the injury. That's the bottom line. You're just, uh, honestly, like you're getting a little heavy on the guy. He got lit up again tonight, so what? Uh, you know what you should do? Kick him off the team. You feel better now? There you go. Problem solved. They did win the game tonight, didn't they? They won the game. Have you ever here? heard anyone complain more after you win a, a great playoff game? And I, this guy's just destroying Scherzer than the Nationals. Don't even be a fan of the team, dude. Dude, save yourself the grief. Is there anything worse than some guy screaming and yelling about the team that just won? <laughs> they just won, but he wants everyone fired and, and the manager and the owner and, and the pitcher. Get rid of the pitcher, your best pitcher. Uh, the guy's been incredible there. I mean, is he not? Like, I, I agree with you. Strasburg's great, too, but the both of them, isn't that, is that not the reason you buy a ticket to go see that team, to see those two? Or to see, you know, Rendon and, and Soto and, and you know, uh, before that, Bryce Harper. I mean, that, that's the reason you bought tickets, right? And, and you like him out there watching him strike out 14, 15 guys every time he pitches, right? So, obviously, he is um, he's hit a wall. That's pretty clear now. And uh, it may not be the end of his problems, right? Because you know he's going to pitch again. And he's been giving up multiple home runs in every start he's had in, like, the last five starts. So, he's getting lit up. He's obviously lost it and... Uh, his season looks shot to me, but, you know, I mean, he has been so unbelievable for that franchise for several years, right? And then in Detroit, he was incredible. But let's face facts, in the uh, in D.C., just can't win in the playoffs. So crucify him. Do whatever you want to him, dude. I just, I don't want to hear it, honestly. You just won the game. I just won a huge bet, and not, and you're complaining like the world ended. I mean, honestly, are you listening to yourself? Seriously, dude. Give it a rest, man. Go to bed. It's, smoke a doobie or something, honestly, because it's just like you just won the game and you're just ready. I mean, you are the most miserable person I've ever listened to after a, a playoff win. Oh, my God. I mean, that's what's wrong. Is that not, uh, like, is that not hilarious? Like, I'm, I've never seen anyone so mad after winning. <laughs> I mean, you are just unbelievable, dude. Kenneth in South Carolina. Yeah, what's up, Pharrell? Hey, dude. Yeah, earlier you touched on Mustang. How long do you think it'll be before South Carolina get rid of Mustang? I don't think it's going to be long. I know that he's probably got some huge buyout and everything else, but uh, I, I'm starting to believe uh, seriously that he's one of the most overrated coaches I've ever seen in my life. Like, right? Like, he was uh, – remember they brought him to Florida, right? He butchered that. 
And at South Carolina, it's just been the same thing. He's just not getting it done. I mean, he's just... He's obviously not able to handle the big-time job. I think he'd be a good coach uh, in a smaller conference for the rest of his career because uh, his career in big-time programs, it would appear to me, are over. No one's going to keep hiring this guy. He never wins, right? All he does is lose big games. So I don't think he's long for this world at all. Will in Pittsburgh on the fan. Hey, Scotty. Uh, hey. I talked to you a couple times before. I know earlier you were talking about Ohio State right. and how great they looked. You know, you're like beating Nebraska. Back when, you know, I was a younger, and, you know, like you said, years ago when Scott Frost used to play quarterback for them, they were, you know, they were exceptionally good. They were year in, year out, they were a good program. Um, they're in the Big Ten, it's a different, you know, it's a different game than what it was in the Big Eight or the Big Twelve. But my question is, I understand what Ohio State went in there and did to them on the road. Now I don't know what Ohio State starters played. I don't know how much time they played. I did watch the game, but it was more, you know, I was in and out. I looked at the TV, right. what was going on. Right, right, right. I know, I know, it, uh, they were up like thirty-eight to forty-one, nothing at half. I know we were up, uh, I'm a Penn State fan, so when I say we, I mean Penn State. I know Penn State was up, you know, probably about the same thing at halftime, 38-0 over right, Maryland. Right. And I know I know after halftime, you know, Clifford was pulled. A lot of the starters were pulled. You know, it was time for uh, some second-string, third-string guys to get their get So, their so what's the point, Will? What's the point here? You're just going on and on about it. I, I just want to be honest. Like, you're talking about, uh, it will, will Penn State be able to go to Columbus and win the game on uh, November 23rd? Is that not what you're asking me at the bottom line? My Yeah, my question to you is how do you think Penn State and Ohio State match up against each other? I think it'll be a great game. I think they are starting to look to me, honestly, uh, I think, well, first of all, I, I think Penn State is better than Michigan State and Michigan. And I think uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin uh, are, you know, those are the three best teams with Penn State. So I think Penn State will be able to play against Ohio State. I think it'll be a great game, and I think Ohio State will win in Columbus because they'll get the calls or the bounces. Something will go their way like it always does when they play in Columbus. You go there and win, it's a hard deal, right? It's it's a tough task, a very tall order to go to Columbus and win a football game. I think Franklin has got a great team. I don't think anybody expected him to be this good after McSorley left, right? But they have been tough as hell. I think the Ohio State, I like this kid, Fields. I think they look fantastic. I, like I said, I'm not a fan, but I, I think I respect what they're doing. They're killing everyone. They're destroying everyone. So I can't wait for that game. I think everything up to this point for both of them has been pretty much cream puff city. Let's- Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, don't forget to get a piece of PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L, PharrellOnTheBench.com. All the best picks in college and pro football. Are you kidding me? How about back-to-back 64% weeks in college football? Last week I hit my top five ranked plays, seven of my top eight, eight of my top ten. Boom. NFL Sunday and Monday, 10 and 4 in spreads. That's 71%, baby. In the NFL through four weeks, I went 79%, 77%, 62%, and 71%. Now listen, 
It's all documented. No games. No BS. It's straight up. You're going to love it. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Hockey starts tomorrow. You get everything. Every hockey game, boxing, MMA, baseball through the World Series. I hit the Nats tonight. You get my uh, A's, Rays pick. Get on there. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. All right. Uh, George in Lipstick City, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Morel, I love your picks, man. I really appreciate all those great picks in NFL and college. Thanks, man. And I'd love to see a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. I know it's a dream right now, but it's possible. And I'm taking the Rams straight up against the Seahawks. I think they'll come back to earth and just play the game and win. Well, uh, I am concerned about a couple things with the Rams. One, uh, I don't like Gurley's situation at all. Uh, two, I can't just have him throw 64 times in a football game. I just think that they're getting away from what they like to do. And then three, uh, you're dealing with a Seahawk team that literally never loses in prime time. And then at home, even worse. I mean, 17-2 and two in prime time uh, since 2010. I mean, that is crazy. At home, they just do not lose at home on on primetime games. So all of that is stacked, in my opinion, against the Rams. Uh, I I don't like seeing Goff throw sixty four times, whatever it was. I, I just think that's crazy. But it is what it is. If that's what you got to do, go for it. But it didn't work, did it? Uh, Tampa beat them. Now I think they're going to be angry about that game, but they got their ass beat. So you can be angry all you want. They got their ass beat. They gave up way too much. You're down twenty one zip. You should lose the game. So And they did, but they fought, and I'll give them that. They fought, they came back, they had a chance to tie it, you know, to score and go for two, whatever he threw. He fumbled, and that was it. Sue picked it up, and that was game over. But I think the Rams, to be honest with you, uh, you got to deal with Russell Wilson. He's awesome. That's a problem. But I do think, frankly, that the Rams are a better football team overall than the Seahawks at, you know, at this point. I, I still believe that. But I think the uh, Seahawks could win that game. And I certainly think the Rams can win the game. And the Rams have beat them in six of eight. So I think it's going to be a really good game. And I, I think the Rams do have a shot in Seattle, despite all those trends that say they don't have a shot at all. I mean, if you look at trends, you look at numbers, the, the Seahawks never lose these games, ever. Thursday night games, 8-1. and one, Primetime, 17-2 and two at home. That's crazy. In, in nine years, that's crazy. Played 19 games, won 17 of them. Does that not say, you know, that, that tells the story, doesn't it? Chris in uh, Michigan uh, talking about the Wolverines. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Chris. Hey, chilling, chilling. Hey, man. You so you think you think Penn State's better than Michigan? I think that Michigan, uh, so far to me, has been very unimpressive, and I think you do too. You should have lost to Army, and you got lucky and won the game. You celebrated like you won the national championship, and then uh, you know. Uh, congratulations, you know, you, you whipped up on Rutgers. I mean, what have you done to be better than uh, anybody so far this year? I mean, there's people talking about Harbaugh sucks up there, and now you're telling me that they're better than Penn State? Penn State's racking uh, up 60 points a week. How many? 60. <laughs> I, I mean, know, listen, man. bro, like, you, you're, you're, you're wearing blinders. You think Michigan looks good this year? Uh, I mean, semi? Can I go that? Can I say semi? I think they've had, you know, like I am not going to judge Michigan. from. And look, I don't think they're bad. I don't, I don't think they're a bad team. But I thought when they played a good team, which they played two of them, in, in my opinion, they played Wisconsin and they got their ass beat. And I hit that bet too, by the way. 
And I said all week that Wisconsin's a better team than Michigan. And then Army had them by the throat in Ann, in Ann Arbor, and they should have beat them. Should have, could have, would have. They didn't get it done. Michigan, uh, they won. I'll give you that. What was it? In overtime or something, they, they got, you know, they scored, and then they, they sacked him, and he fumbled or something, and the game ended. So, look, you barely beat Army. I mean, you have athletes that are going to the NFL on this team. You know, every team that plays in Ann Arbor, they got guys going to the NFL. Army has no one. I mean, these guys are going to war, okay? They're serving our country. These guys should have lost to Army, but they didn't. I'll give you that. So, congratulations. You beat Middle Tennessee Army and Rutgers. And then the only good team, really, that you that you played was Wisconsin, that, that like, legit in Camp Randall, you got your ass beat. I mean, Taylor ran down your throat for 200 yards. So I'm not impressed at all with Michigan. So whatever. And they're ranked because they're always ranked. They got that cachet, that juice. They get the national love every year that Michigan's ranked no matter what. They don't even look like a team that should be ranked to me at all. Literally. Well, look, if, if you're going to call up here and say, uh, you know, you think Michigan's better than Penn State, give us a reason. Like, say why you think they're better than them. All right? Now, Penn State hasn't lost yet. Have they played anybody that great either? No, they haven't. But other than the pit game, they've whacked everybody that they've played, right? Yeah, they've whacked but, everyone. But they I played mean, nobody. They, they beat Idaho, Buffalo, either. and then they beat up on Maryland, 59 nothing, and they beat Pitt, 17-10. But, but that's, say, a, that's, but, a, ba- that's a, a rivalry game. But say why you think that they're so much better than them. Not just because you're a Michigan fan. Just say, hey, I think that they're better than Penn State because X, Y, or Z. Because I mean, you're a Michigan fan. Oh, you think they're better than them? Uh, yeah, so far they have been, okay? You've lost a game. They haven't. Did you play somebody better? Yeah, you did. Was Penn State hasn't played a team like Wisconsin yet. They haven't. But it's coming. It's coming down the pike for them. Yeah, it, the, it is. The tough part of their schedule is around the corner. So, listen, uh, you know. We'll find out for real on October 19th because they play each other that day in Happy Valley. Right, and, and here's the deal. Uh, we sure will. And then I'll tell you what. So Michigan has to go to Happy Valley. Have fun there. On October 19th. I think that'll be a really good game. I think Penn State uh, will have their hands full that day, and I guess we'll find out who's better. But here's the deal. You know it as well as I do. Let's get down to the gist of it. (laughs) What's going to happen is when you play Ohio State again, and the game's in Ann Arbor, right? It's in Ann Arbor. Yes. You're still losing. All they do is lose to Ohio State. That's 14 out of 15 years. That's so humiliating there should be like a, we should use a separate phone line for you Michigan fans so that you don't interfere with everybody else because you guys bragging about anything is so hilarious to me because you can't beat Ohio State. I mean, they kick your ass so many – they're like literally sleeping with your girlfriend every night, and you're out doing whatever. She, she's just – she's got her new lover, okay, and he's wearing scarlet. Taylor in Philadelphia. Hey, what's up, bro? Can I get a uh, another Budweiser and a shot of JMO? Cold Budweiser, JMO, two fingers. I got Thank you, my man. Yeah. Uh, question: So, do you think the Browns Ravens game was more of an effect of the Browns are returning back to where they should be based on paper, or do you think the Ravens were frauds? playing the Dolphins and the Cardinals and everything. Well, I think uh, Carver High said some uh, stuff to that effect last night. Are you willing to stick to that, that that maybe they didn't play anybody and they were overrated and that uh, that, uh, the Browns – 
You know, here's the deal. I thought the Browns really let things be very simple this game. They gave uh, Baker Mayfield a quick assignment. Get rid of the ball, throw it to your stars, Landry, Beckham a couple times, and they gave Chubb the ball. So the play action was working and the running game was working. The Ravens couldn't stop the run all day. The guy ran rough shot all over him. The game was decided because you couldn't tackle Chubb at all, and he did whatever he wanted with the ball, which means first downs, time of possession, easy, just moving the chains all day because you couldn't stop the running game. So uh, I think the Ravens' defense, to me, looked a lot different than it used to with uh, a Sizzle in there, your boy Suggs. They looked a lot different to me. For the first time, they got exposed. And I actually think they got their hands full big time in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not saying that they're not a good team. I just don't think if we know that yet. And the first two weeks, they whacked Miami and they beat Arizona at home. And as the season goes on and on, we find out that those are probably two of the five worst teams in the NFL this year. They were getting blitzed by the Chiefs and had a late-in-the-game comeback to make the score look close. And then they got ran over at home by the Browns. So where's the big win that they've had so far? Who have they beaten? Nobody. Miami and Arizona. Okay, now, a lot of teams around the league haven't beaten anybody good yet. But to say that they're a great team, I think that them, like a lot of other teams in the league, we still have to get a little further down the road before we know that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Richard and Myrtle Beach are on CBS Sports Radio. Terrell, I love your show because you tell it like it is. Thanks. Two things real real quick. Uh, Being from Alexandria for 50 years, I'm glad the Nats won tonight. And, you know, I'll take luck with skill any day. Two things real quick. Do you think the Nationals can compete with the Dodgers? I know they're a better team, but do you think that'll be an interesting series? Do I uh, so? Which series is are you talking about? The Nationals and Dodgers? Yes, sir. Yeah, like I said before, I'll, I'll say it again. You must have missed it. Uh, I think the Dodgers are a better team. I think they have a better uh, pitching staff. I think they have a better bullpen. I think they have a better lineup. Although the games that the Nationals played against them were all very even. Same ERAs from both starting rotations. The difference in the series was uh, not runs. It was, uh, you know, the ERA of the bullpen. The Dodgers' bullpen in the seven games was a two, and the uh, Nationals' bullpen was eight and a half runs. So bottom line is the Nats' bullpen has to do a better job against the Dodgers. They tore up the Nationals' bullpen. And if that's the case again in the series, the Dodgers will win. He wanted to say something about the Redskins as well, which uh, I can answer uh, quickly, that they're going to get their ass beat against the Patriots because the Redskins are a joke. If they'd ever get back to prominence was the question that he asked, and uh, not anytime soon, not not even anytime soon, not even literally in five to ten years, it looks to me like they're a mess. I guess anything's possible. Maybe seven years they could be good again. Like, really good again, maybe. I mean, that's just completely throwing a, a, a noodle against the fridge to see if it's ready. 855-212-4CBS is the number to get on the bench. We want to hear from you. Talk about any college game this week, any pro game this week. Where do you hurt? You got pain? Bring it in to Uncle Futrelli. The doctor is in. Wax up on the bench. This is CBS Sports Radio. Thank you. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.